Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you're having a great start to your Saturday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Of course, the playoffs are finally here. The day many of us have been waiting for for months has finally arrived. Game one of the Phillies and Braves starts tonight at 6.07 Eastern, 5.07 Central, and the best place for you to get the latest analysis, news, what have you, when it comes to coverage of the MOB playoffs for the Braves is right here at BatteryPower.com. Nearly every single day, there will be some sort of podcast content, so hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And as mentioned, it's finally arrived. Game 1 officially will start tonight at 5.07 Central, 6.07 Eastern. Spencer Strider of the Braves versus Ranger Suarez of the Phillies. We'll get into some of the key factors for Game 1 in just a moment. But Friday brought with it plenty of notable news when it came to the Braves, both playoffs related, but also after the regular season related. And that's where we'll begin. Some awesome news came down the pipe on Friday. You know, with the Braves being as fantastic as they were during the 2023 regular season, plenty of Braves are going to be in line for multiple awards when it comes to the annual awards that happen this time of year. And it was announced on Friday, the finalists for the Hank Aaron Award, which goes to the top offensive performer from both the American and the National League. And without any, without much surprise, both Ronald Acuna Jr. as well as Matt Olson were a part of the finalists for the National League. Now, every year your finalists for this award for both leagues are several members of, you know, the likely top 10 in the MVP voting. So both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson are part of the finalists. But I don't think it should be just left at that they're finalists. I think that both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson have two of the stronger cases to win the Hank Aaron Award, and it'll be very fun to see who eventually gets awarded that award as time goes on. So congratulations to both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson for being finalists for the 2023 Hank Aaron Award for the National League. But let's get into the news that matters right now, and that, of course, is the news that concerns the playoffs. One other piece of notable news when it comes to the playoffs that was revealed on Friday was we now know the dates and when each of the five games from the NLDS will occur. We've always known the dates. It's been highly, it's been talked about quite a bit. The fact that this year there's a bit of extra risk when it comes to the NLDS, especially for the National League side of things. The Going from this Saturday through a potential Game 5 next Saturday, here's how the games will line up. 
Tonight, 6.07 Eastern, 5.07 Central, game one in Atlanta between the Braves and the Phillies. An off day will occur on Sunday, and then on Monday, in a likely pitching matchup between Max Reed of the Braves, who have already announced it will be freed for them in game two, versus Zach Wheeler of the Phillies. That game will be in Atlanta on Monday, once again, 6.07 Eastern, 5.07 Central. A travel day on Tuesday as the series shifts to Philadelphia, and then we know that we'll get a game three, likely Aaron Noah on the mound for the Phillies versus the Braves. That game three, that game will actually be at 5.07 Eastern, 4.07 Central, so an hour earlier for game three in Philadelphia. Thursday, game four, if necessary, will once again be at 6.07 Eastern, 5.07 Central. Another travel day on Friday, and then if, if necessary, next Saturday, game five again, will be at 6.07 Eastern, 5.07 Central. So again, the five games will occur later on today, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and next Saturday. And the only time that the game will not be at 6.07 Eastern, 5.07 Central will win game three will be an hour earlier than that on Wednesday. So the times are now known. The dates are now known. The good thing is, is that Braves country is going to get to enjoy the action as many of these games will go into the early evening after the work day is done. Hopefully we'll only have to worry about three or four of them and the Braves will be able to advance later on this week. But speaking of the NLDS, the most notable news from Friday was, of course, the fact there were some updates when it comes to not only the health of certain Braves pitchers, but also who potentially could be on the Braves NLDS roster. One person that we know won't be on the NLDS roster, but could be an option later on in the playoffs is Charlie Morton. And Mark Bowman of MLB.com announced that uh, Charlie Morton looked good in a bullpen in recent days. He seems to be trending where he certainly could be an option for the Braves if they were to advance to the NLCS. But the most notable news from Friday came from a few revelations of who is likely and who's not likely to be on the NLDS roster. As of this recording, nothing has been officially announced. It was always expected the Braves probably would not finalize their roster until the day of Game 1. But on Friday, it was revealed from multiple sources that it seems as if Michael Tonkin, Daisbel Hernandez, A.J. Smith-Shaver, and Vaughn Grissom, all four of those players will be on the NLDS roster. And perhaps most surprising is the fact that Jesse Chavez, as well as Kyle Wright, will not be on the postseason roster. So that is very, very surprising for a few different reasons. For one, the reason why it's most surprising that, you know, Jesse Chavez as well as Kyle Wright will not be on the NLDS roster is you have two pitchers in Wright and Chavez who, who have experience uh, of going multiple innings when needed, and they also have playoff experience as well. And that certainly seems to be valuable when it comes to the Braves pitching in the NLDS but what seems to really stand out from these roster inclusions versus exclusions is the fact that the Braves seem to put a lot of emphasis on how their pitchers performed over the past week during these workouts. We know that Kyle Wright and Jesse Chavez have missed a big chunk of the season. Kyle Wright due to a shoulder injury, Jesse Chavez due to a stress fracture in his leg. Both of those pitchers missed huge chunks of the season and only came back to action in September. And they did look all right 
to, to decent in their outings, but it seems as if the Braves just do not feel Chavez and Wright are where they need to be to where they can be truly effective or truly trustworthy in the NLDS. So the Braves have gone with other options, and in Hernandez as well as Tonkin and A.J. Smith-Shaver, there were reports that all three of those arms looked good this week. And though Tonkin did have some struggles in September, Hernandez has had his own injury issues. It seems as if that Hernandez, Smith-Shaver, and Tonkin are in a better spot right now to where the Braves feel they're going to be more effective in the NLDS than Wright and Chavez. And with Wright and Chavez not being on the NLDS roster potentially, the other thing that seems to be um, a bit more likely is that the Braves will go with Bryce Elder as in a regular starter's role in Game 3, likely against Aranola in Philadelphia. There had been speculation that with some of the struggles of, of Bryce Elder in recent weeks, especially just overall in the second half of the season, that perhaps with Charlie Morton not being an option, the Braves could go with the bullpen game instead of Bryce Elder in a Game 3 scenario. And Jesse Chavez and Kyle Wright seem like they could be options that the Braves could go with in the long relief role in that bullpen game. But now with neither one of those pitchers being on the roster potentially, Bryce Elder could get the start in Game 3. And it also seems as if the Braves have put a bit of emphasis of going with four starters, Strider, Freed, Smith-Shaver, and Elder, just as insurance in the case an unexpected injury were to occur, perhaps Max Freed were to run into an injury unexpectedly, you know, in his Game 2 start. If that were to occur, the Braves have multiple options they can go with in Smith-Shaver or Tonkin, who could work multiple innings. Plus, if just unexpectedly the Braves needed a four-starter, Smith-Shaver could ste step into that role. So some surprises when it comes to the Braves NLDS roster, that certainly could be the headline on Saturday. The good news is, is that with Smith-Shaver, Tonkin, Hernandez, those options are likely not going to be in high leverage situations for the Braves. Those are more secondary options in support if needed, but it is a bit surprising to see some of those names on the roster instead of Jesse Chavez and Kyle Wright. The other notable addition would be Vaughn Grissom. We all know we have seen it happen multiple times in the playoffs. Late game pinch hitters, late game pinch runners can make all the difference in the world. The Braves seem to be very confident that Vaughn Grissom in a late inning situation could be an option that could produce at the plate. They seem to feel very confident he could be a weapon off the bench, so he's going to be included in the NLDS roster as well. So definitely some surprises. We'll wait to see if any more surprises occur when the roster is officially announced on Saturday, but it, it certainly is eye-opening that some of the names that are going to be on the roster are going to be there instead of Jesse Chavez and Kyle Wright. We'll wait to see how everything is finalized once the roster is announced on Saturday. But roster announcements aside, awards aside, everything and anything else aside, the pure focus for the Braves is going to be on game one of this year's NLDS because there's no better example of how important game one of the NLDS can be than what occurred last year when the Phillies surprised the Braves with some early offense and a game one victory. Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. Your body is your own. That's why Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Today, lawmakers who oppose abortion are challenging Planned Parenthood. 
Affordable, high-quality basic healthcare for more than 2 million people is at stake. Planned Parenthood believes that healthcare is a basic human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect our right to control our own bodies. They also work tirelessly to oppose the onslaught of new policies aimed at interfering with personal decisions best left to patients and their doctors. They won't give up and they won't back down. You can join Planned Parenthood in the fight to help make sure that the next generation can decide their own futures. The organization needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit plannedparenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. So 6.07 Eastern, 5.07 Central tonight, game one of the NLDS gets going. Ranger Suarez of the Phillies versus Spencer Strider of the Braves. And there are several storylines that we can get into. Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman, as always, did a wonderful job, talked about all the storylines and all the different factors that are going to impact this series as a whole. We know that many outlets have discussed just how competitive this series could be and how awesome it is to see these rivals facing off against each other. But I also think that it's notable to point out that with all the different storylines, all the different breakdowns that you can discuss about this series as a whole, each and every one of them can change drastically based off how game one goes. And there's no better example of that than last year when it came to how the Phillies were able to surprise the Braves and upset them in winning last year's NLDS. I know from last year a lot has been made about the Braves' pitching woes, about injuries and sickness that were, you know, impacting the Braves' pitching staff. It could have impacted the Braves' lineup because the depth of the Braves' lineup also did not perform well. Those were factors that impacted the Braves' ability to try to come back later on in the series. But to me, what really set the tone, perhaps the most important factor in supporting the Phillies winning last year's NLDS was their Game 1 victory. And especially with the fact that they were able to get off to such a good start. Last year, the Braves were the favorite. The Braves were looked at as having the better offense. But the Phillies were able to jump on the Braves early, jump on Max Reed early, set the tone early. The pitching of Ranger Suarez limited the Braves' offense. The Phillies' offense was consistently good at the start of last year's Game 1. They built up too big of a lead. The Braves couldn't come back. And that's what really set the tone, I feel, for the Phillies to win this series. Make no mistake about it. Nobody knows how important that occurring last year was for the Phillies than the Braves. The Braves know how important it is not to let that happen again this year. And thankfully, this year, the Braves are going to be even more prepared to make sure that doesn't occur with not only how good this Braves offense is, but also how good it is at getting early starts to games. And that to me is what's going to stand out as being the most important factor in this game. Which offense between the Braves and the Phillies can get going early? And you have to feel strongly that the Braves have the advantage in that scenario. If you look over this past year during the 2023 regular season, the Braves offense, their first inning offense was historic. Right now at MLB.com, there's discussion about the Braves potentially having the best first inning offense in MLB history. The Braves had an 878 OPS between innings one and three this season in games. The Phillies had a 769 
OPS. The Braves' ability to get to starting pitching the first time through their order was a huge, huge strength of how good this offense was, and I think it gives them the advantage to be the offense that can find success early in this game. It would seem as if Another factor supporting the Braves being the more likely offense to get going early is that you're going to have Spencer Strider versus Ranger Suarez. And on paper, Spencer Strider, in terms of his overall production, but also in terms of, as has been discussed a lot, how good he's been against the Phillies, it seems like that the Braves would have a sizable advantage in this pitching matchup. But it must be noted with heavy emphasis just how good Ranger Suarez has been against the Braves over the past few years. Yes, the Braves have been excellent against left-handed pitching this year to the point that teams almost never pitched left-handed starters against the Braves over the past few months of the season. But Ranger Suarez has arguably, and I, and I think without argument really, he has been the best left-hander in baseball against the Braves over the past few years. When you look over the past three years, 2001, 2002, through 2003, when you look at all the left-handed starters that have pitched at least 20 innings against the Braves, Suarez actually has pitched nearly as many innings as any other left-hander against the Braves, a 2.45 ERA against Atlanta over the past three years. If you go to the start of last year, if you go back to the start of 2002, Ranger Suarez has pitched three starts against Atlanta in the 2002 regular season and 2003 regular season. In each of those starts, he's gone six plus innings, allowed one or less earned run. You also runs. You also know that last year, his pitching performance, his successful navigation of the Braves' lineup to start the game, that played just as much of a role in the Phillies getting out to a big lead as the offense's performance. So make no mistake about it. The Braves against left-handers, you have to like your chances. The Braves with Spencer Strider on the mound, you have to like your chances. But the reason why the Phillies are likely confident in Ranger Suarez being able to hopefully put them in a position to win game one is because of how effective he has been against the Braves. Again, it's hard to make a case for any other left-hander. It seems as if Ranger Suarez has been the best left-hander in baseball against the Braves over the past few seasons, and that's why the Phillies have to have confidence in him, and that's why he could be a bit tougher of a matchup than may be anticipated despite how much success the Braves have had against left-handers this season. So we're likely in four, though the Braves had the better chance, in my opinion, of getting off to a good start. We could also be in line for a good pitching matchup with how good Suarez has been against the Braves. But at the end of the day, we can talk about early offense for the Braves being important. We can talk about all the different factors that go into the pitching matchup of Suarez versus Spencer Strider. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest factor of all for the Braves is just do what you know you've done all season long. And the 13 matchups between the Braves and the Phillies this year, there are six hitters who have had an OPS of 950 or above in those 13 games. Marcelo Zuna, Matt Olson, Austin Riley were the only ones to have an OPS above 1,000. Beyond that, Bryce, El Bryce Elder, Bryce Harper, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Nick Castellanos were the next three best hitters. 
four out of the six best hitters. When it comes to Phillies and Braves hitters in the head-to-head matchups this year, four out of the six hitters were Braves. Both Olsen, Riley, as well as Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozuna had above a 950 OPS. The Braves are the better team in terms of getting out early when it comes to offense. The Braves are the better team when it comes to displaying power. And they got their ace on the mound. There's no better example of how important Game 1 is to win than what happened last year. That's going to motivate the Braves. Put that with all the success that I just mentioned for this offense, plus the Braves knowing that this potentially could be their most advantageous pitching matchup of the series, you're going to have a highly motivated team that knows just how critical it is to win game one. So I think the motivation from last year, how consistent they've been this year, the fact that I think the Braves are better suited to get off to an early offensive start, and they also should have the advantage on the mound, all those factors, I believe, are what's going to help the Braves win this game one. And if the Braves can get game one, that then means the Phillies are in a position to when they've got to win three out of the next four games and you've got to face Freed and Strider three out of those four games. That's a scenario that the Phillies don't want to face. On the flip side, the Braves don't want to face their scenario of facing Nola and Wheeler three out of the next four games and having to win three out of four of them if they lose. But the motivation from last year, the consistency of this offense, especially with how good it can produce early and with Spencer Strider on the mound, I think each and every one of those factors are going to put the Braves in a good position to get game one. And if they do that, they have to like their chances to be able to win this series and move on. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Again, we're going to have you covered on a nearly daily basis when it comes to content on the playoffs and the Braves here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. Check it out at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Until next time, go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here. Make sure to check out the post-game content after Game 1. We'll have you covered here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org slash future to learn more and support their cause.